This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hi, Kara RDH here. I want to thank Philips Oral Healthcare for sponsoring this podcast audio article. Be the first to know the latest from Philips when you join their email list at philipsoralhealthcare.com. Get information about special promotions and new products, practice building tips, and resources to help you empower patients to practice healthy routines at home. Fibrotic gingiva, seeing healthy tissue that's actually diseased by Christina Martzenyak, RDHBASDH. They come in waves, the chronic latecomers, the anti-fluoride activists, and the just plain strange ones. I'm talking about patients, of course. There's another group that, if you're not careful, you may miss altogether. And folks, this is a group you do not want to miss. Let's call them the ones with the sneaky tartar. As hygienists, what's the one thing we pay most attention to for signs of inflammation or periodontitis? Not sure about you, but I go straight for the gingiva. I'll assess the color, whether it's bulbous or flat, boggy or firm, paying close attention to the margins and papilla and what it's doing when I touch it while probing or scaling. After all, we're doing detective work here, friends. I have one more descriptive term in my gingival description dictionary. Lately, I've had to keep my proverbial dictionary open to that page due to a recent wave of sneaky tartar patients. Are you ready? The term is fibrotic. Fibrotic gingiva is described as hyperkeratinized tissue with an abnormal whitish thickening of the keratin layer of the epithelium. The problem is that at first glance, it appears light in color and firm to the touch. In reality, it appears light because of the lack of blood flow and constricted blood vessels. The firmness is more of a stiffness, again, because of a lack of blood flow as well as excessive collagen excretion. Fibrotic gingiva can often be found in the mouths of smokers, whether past or current, and can also develop with the use of certain medications. Sorting through the sandpaper. Here's a case for you. A patient presents with a light pink gingiva, firm to the touch, no bleeding upon probing, or even scaling for that matter and not even any sensitivity upon scaling. Radiographs show generalized mild to moderate horizontal bone loss, and probing depths are generally 2 to 4 millimeters with localized 5 millimeter pockets. The patient presents for a routine adult prophylaxis, never having had non-surgical periodontal therapy, SRP. Something is not adding up. Why do the gums look healthy, but the periodontal chart and radiographs say otherwise? I reach down with my explorer subgingivally, and it feels like a very fine sheet of sandpaper. An inexperienced hygienist who also happens to be in a rush might just mistake it for a rough root surface and get on with the cleaning, not giving it a second thought. In truth, I nearly made that mistake, but curiosity killed the cat. I scaled a little more and a little more, and sure enough, the little bits of sandpaper started coming up from the sulcus, the root now smooth. It was then that I realized that this patient had a mouthful of calculus hiding under a set of fibrotic gingiva, causing active periodontal disease. Not all calculus created equal. Two things to make note of. First, fibrotic gingiva mimics healthy gingiva, like a king snake mimics a coral snake. The point is, we've got to do some thorough digging, sometimes literally, to make a proper periodontal diagnosis and treatment plan. Second, not all calculus is created equal. We often look for little spicules or large ledges, but entirely miss the kind that comes hand-in-hand with fibrotic gingiva, the grainy sheets covering entire root surfaces, oh so easily escaping our notice. 
Might I add this is by far the most tedious, most annoying type of calculus to remove, as it clings for dear life to the tooth surface. Add fibrotic to the list. So how can we make sure not to miss these kinds of patients? Start by adding fibrotic to your descriptive terminology. In fact, it's best to just brush up on all the available descriptive terms. There are more options than generally light pink and firm, and generally erythematous and bulbous. Just to be clear, I'm speaking more to myself than anyone else right now. Absolutely no judgment. I've included a link on the RDH website that's a great place to start brushing up on descriptive terms. Please be advised that this website, unfortunately, is missing the term fibrotic from their dictionary as well. Another article I've linked to on the RDH website goes more in-depth about gingival assessment and provides a brief description of fibrotic gingiva. The moral of the story is this. It's imperative to clinically check and document a patient's oral health status as accurately and in as much detail as possible to be able to compare to future findings and to avoid missing important, all but small changes over the months and years. Who knew you'd be adding certified calculus detective to your resume today? Go forth, fellow RDH, CCD, and from this day onward, let no one say to you that you just clean teeth. I hope you enjoyed that audio article. Thank you again to Philips Oral Healthcare for sponsoring and for supporting dental hygienists everywhere. Don't forget to visit philipsoralhealthcare.com to get email updates for dental professionals. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.